0: This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 66, with your hosts, Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. particularly wonderful this evening
1: Ooh, i thank you i've got my particularly newer computer well seven or eight months old computer i'm doing skype on that one instead of my older computer <laughs> well well good yes <laughs> it, it does
0: it does kind of come into my mind as why we were using the old computer the whole time with the with the defective sound card and everything <laughs> and a crazy microphone
1: yeah well this this uh recording is not over so we'll find out how this goes
0: okay that's true that's true so um last episode i got two texts from two different people whom i didn't know actually listened to the podcast what yeah and they're not like famous people or anything but now i need to be particularly careful what i say (laughs) because these these are friends and family okay yes so you know how i talked about my sister-in-law last time in the book and divergent yeah well she texts me out of the blue and says hey sorry you didn't like the book (laughs) and i was like what 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 do you what are you talking what's going on (laughs) he's like also, thanks for the shout-out on the podcast. I was like, oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I had to go real quick. I had to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, no! So that's uh, that was a nice wake-up call.
1: But it was okay. You didn't say anything bad.
0: It was, and I told her, I was like, I am sorry if I offended you in any way. I can't remember what I said. And she said, no, 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 you didn't offend me. So what? You didn't like the book. And she's like, plus, I can never be offended because you're the only people in the world that like my husband. So that's, <laughs> that's good news.
1: <laughs> well, well, what was the other person?
0: Oh, the other person was, it was a um a friend and a former coworker. um, And so she texted me and was like, I'm cracking up here listening to this thing, and I was like, "What are you? What are you listening to? You know what? What is going on here?" And then uh, I found out it was the podcast, and she kept talking and saying that she feels like she's invading our privacy by listening. And I'm like, <laughs> "No, we put it out there. What did I say that felt like that? What's going on?" So anyway, I thought it was thought it was really funny. That's the whole point. We want people to listen. <laughs>
1: oh anyway what's new with you man oh i don't think there's a whole lot new we've got a men's retreat coming up this weekend so that should be fun and other than that just working on the uh the new marvel 616 politics website
0: oh and it is looking particularly
1: fantastic yeah we're trying we still got a long ways to go but we're we're working on building a good foundation of um weekly columns and articles that people can expect every week along with special reports and um, some cool stuff coming up, too. Yeah, and we'd love some feedback on it. So
0: if you want to email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com, go ahead and let us know what you think of the website. If there's any changes that you feel need to be made, we won't necessarily do them. Don't get your hopes up. But, you know, we'd love the feedback.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, we'll listen.
0: I also wanted to point out the forum. Darren went to an uh, uh, effort to get me this forum that I requested. And we have 12 members, and I'm the only one that's posted so far. So I don't understand. Oh, actually, Mick Vicker has posted. Uh, but, hey, guys, jump aboard. Go to um, www.marvel616politics.com slash forumpress, because it's a WordPress site, so forumpress, and uh, sign up. Get in the conversation. It's kind of like Facebook is uh, – the news and kind of everybody chiming in and saying what they think about the news. But the forum is kind of an ongoing discussion. I kind of want to build a a community, um, get to know people's personalities, what they like, what they don't like, as far as the comics that they read, and you know where their uh, where their preferences are. I, I I want an ongoing conversation, ongoing discussion on that. So jump on the forum again, Marvel Six One Six Politics dot com slash forum press.
1: Good deal, love it.
0: So, I mean, we might as well give out the rest of the contact information if you want. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. All right. So I said where where our website is. I said you can email us. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at
1: 616politics. You can also hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Uh, If you've got a comment or a question, we will play it on the air. If you give us a call and leave us a message at 616-755-TINA, And you can also look us up on Instagram at marvel616politics.
0: And we'll just go into our sponsors. We're sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. On Marvel titles, you can get 40 50% off on all your pre-orders. It's fantastic. I love it. I get a package every single week. And every single week, I am so thrilled. They come in pristine condition. Uh, I haven't gotten in about a year, I haven't gotten a bent comic in a year and I've only gotten one and I've been a customer of theirs for three or four years now.
1: That's awesome. Oh, it is. It's, it
0: it really is fantastic. And I love looking through them and, uh, ah, it's just, you know, whenever you get like new comics and everything, it's like you say, Oh, I forgot that this one came out. Oh, I got to read this one, you know, and I love stacking (laughs) them and I love putting them in order and everything. And, (laughs) Oh, it's good. Hey, I wanted to tell you before we go on to our other sponsors. Um, I started actively collecting again,
1: uh, as opposed to and just reading,
0: just reading comics. Because usually I'll read comics and then give them away or resell yeah. them or whatever. Okay, so here's here's what I thought. Okay, because I will go <laughs> I will go overboard. I will spend my whole living on these books if I'm not careful. So here here's what I'm gonna do. I already collect. Um, trades you know a trades of specific runs that I like now I'm going to start to go after ones that aren't readily available in trades so that means your older ones from when I started reading comics um, but I'm going to do it like probably 25 about issues at a time so I made my list and I'm first going to do Peter Parker Spider-Man volume 1 75 to 98 and so, because it ends at ninety eight, that's when it relaunched into volume two. So, I'm as soon as I get all those, and and the rules are, Amazon and eBay are off limits, and maybe Comic Collector what? Live. I'm not sure. What, why? Because that's too easy. Like I want to go into the used bookstore, or I want to go into the comic book shops the LCS and look in the, you know, the quarter bins or whatever and look through and really like do a treasure hunt type of thing to fill, fill out my collection.
1: So this is more about the experience than necessarily having everything.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. Cause I could go out and buy the whole run. I could, I could buy, you know, all the way from McFarland to whoever wrote nine, number 98 all the way on 98 issues and you know then i have it then i'm done collecting and i got to figure out something else and so i'm going to end up spending a ton of money.
1: <laughs> well, okay, you're going to spend a lot of time and money either way though.
0: Right No, 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 no. No, okay. Let's say i have a due date of when i die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> okay. So if i go on e- eBay and buy the whole lot
1: all at one time, well then i got to start collecting something else, right? So you're only going to be collecting this right now? Right now, yeah. Even though you might see something that you know you're going to eventually want for a really good price, you're not going to pick it up? Right. Andy. Those are the rules. Says who? Me!
0: Wait, what, Andy, what, what am I going to need? Well, Look, uh, look it, I I know that after 75 to 98, I'm going to go 50 to 74. I know that. So if I see it, but see, those aren't rare comics at all.
1: Yeah, but if you see a really good price on, there's like a bundle there, of issues 70 to 54, and they're only like $2. And you're oh, like, no, 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 no. No, I'll get that. I'll get that then. So there, so you'll break the rules. Why even have the rules? Um, they're more like guidelines, really. Andy, it's, it's supposed to be fun. This is going to make you like anal retentive. No,
0: no, 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 no. I'm already like that. This is fun is it not how do you collect
1: well i mean i just have a gigantic list of what i want i don't just be like all right i just need fantastic four seven through 18 yeah but even when I... when you go to
0: when you go to cons and stuff how do you how do you maintain your list like how do you say oh man i know do you look it up do you have a spreadsheet do you have a printout do you have it all in your head
1: i have a printout i have a i had it in my phone of everything that I had and then when I switched phones that didn't switch over and I wasn't going to go through and scan the barcodes on all my comics again because I was this could be hours uh, so I typed up all my graphic novels on my computer printed them out so that way I know exactly what I have when I show up to make sure I don't buy the same thing over and over again
0: what do you mean you scan your barcodes
1: There was a there's a uh, there's a free app where you just you get your trade paperback and you scan the barcode and it comes up with the trade paperback and you can say whether you have it in your phone or not. I'd click I have it, and then when I go to the bookstore, I just go to that app and type in, you know, Fantastic Four to make sure oh I've got this one, this one, this one, this one.
0: Dude, what is the name of that app? Uh
1: it's on my old phone. My 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 book Maybe my book something. My 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 book something. Got it. Hey, smart aleck who has a stupid rules for collecting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you should really patronize me right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just oh, you crank me up. I'm so glad we're doing this two weeks
1: after we did the next one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's who are our other sponsors? Do it, do it.
1: Well, now I'm looking at the on my for my apps.
0: No, 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 it's old, it's on your old phone, you can't do it uh.
1: I know, but I was trying to help you, because you
0: need a lot of help <laughs> I,
1: I can't find it
0: I do, I can't uh, wait, I can't wait to go to the comic shop and look through the, the back issues
1: And look for 20 books, and that's it
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> yes. yes, that's right, I can't wait well, You can't you... steal my joy
1: Well, I'm not, you only, and only if you allow me to steal your joy but well, do that's, you know that That's true
0: and so far you have not.
1: <laughs> Marvel is going back and collecting a lot of their older series in epic volumes. They're called epic collections. In are they are they color? Yes. These oh. are not essentials.
0: Are they epic They're epic? Which ones? I haven't seen these. What is it?
1: Um like Oh no no, like, I do
0: know that. Like the like the Age of uh like the Clone Saga epic uh, volumes 1 through 4.
1: I I mean, I don't know. Do you want to tell me, or do you want me to tell you? Go go for it. Okay. All right. Um, Like, in June, they're doing Fantastic Four Epic Collection into the time stream, and that collects Fantastic Four 334 to 346, and the annuals that are around that time. And then in July, they'll do, like, the Thor Epic Collection, and it'll also be... What they're trying to do is work on getting the back catalog into graphic novels,
0: Well, see, when that happens, I'll buy those undoubtedly. Anyway, if it falls, if it's Spider Man, I'll buy them.
1: Well, that's what I was trying to say was you should check to see which Epic Collections have already collected the Spider Man issues, and if that's close to what you're looking for.
0: Um. Okay. Do you know where I would look that up?
1: You probably just type in Spider Man Epic Collection on Amazon. I'm doing it right now
0: as you give us the other sponsors.
1: All right. Other sponsors are. Our Community Retail Partnership, you can look them up at crpsavings.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash community retail partnership. They're basically a Sam's Club or Costco membership, but for everything at Office Depot. Um, So that can be online or in stores. Office Depot recently just purchased Office Max as well. So uh, I know CRP is really looking forward to adding some more items to their inventory and some things that you can save on um everything from k cups to pens, furniture, printers, you name it. Um a membership with Community Retail Partnership is definitely definitely worth it. It's $39 for an entire uh, for your entire lifetime as long as you're alive and the program is going on. It's 39 bucks. Uh, it's a great great program. And then we're also sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. Michael Web Solutions is Darren's company who redesigned our website marvel616politics.com. Uh, if you like the lookout of our website and you're looking to get some um, website work done, I would definitely tell you to look up michaelwebsolutions.com. They can help you out with all kinds of uh, things for your website, whether it's being designed or adding features or you have questions like you know, Andy wanted a forum. Uh, that's who we went with was michaelwebsolutions.com.
0: Oh, okay, I see. I, I'm seeing this now.
1: Okay, it doesn't look like there's too many out there. No, no, it's just a like past six, seven months probably.
0: Okay, so what I was talking about isn't even the Amazing Spider-Man, the complete Ben Reilly epic. That's not even what you're yeah, talking that's about. The- that's not an epic collection. No. But these are awesome covers,
1: man. Whew. Like, and isn't it nice to just have everything all there together?
0: Yeah, it is. I know. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. <laughs> Man, that's an awesome. Spider Carnage is so awesome. <laughs> it is. Oh, epic. Okay, the complete Ben Reilly epic book three is what I'm looking at. Oh, it's, I'm going to save this image. I'm going to use it as the episode cover art.
1: You don't even know what we might get into. Oh, that's true. Okay. So
0: <laughs> should we get into the movie report?
1: Yeah, let's go for it. All right, here we go.
0: (laughs) Okay, I was a nerd and I took notes during the movie. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Andy. I did. For real? For reals, yo. How do you do that? How or why? How? It's dark. On my phone. I dimmed it. You're not supposed to have your phone out. I dimmed it so it didn't disrupt.
1: Oh, you would have been that person I would have kicked the back of your seat. I looked around. When we sat down, there was only uh, a mom and a son. And
0: then, like, I look over my shoulder, and there's, like, a mom-age person to my right, over my right shoulder, who has no child there. So, I don't know what she was doing there, but I felt good that, you know, people want to see this movie.
1: I don't know what she was doing there. She obviously shouldn't be seeing this movie. (laughs) But
0: (laughs) That sounds pretty judging of me.
1: (laughs) I know. <laughs> I don't know what she was doing there.
0: I just was confused. I was like, where's that lady's child? And I couldn't see anything. And she looked normal. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Andy, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what did you think?
1: I thought it was great. Okay. I didn't take notes during it, so I've, my my review won't be as good as yours, I'm sure. <laughs> How can you enjoy the movie while you're writing? I mean, they're not many notes it's probably like 10 notes oh my God. you have a good memory though yeah it is 10 no what? I liked it I, I liked it a lot
0: okay what did you
1: like give me more give me more well, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I know you like to talk a lot. I didn't want to keep talking. No, that's, that's – first of all, that's rude. Secondly, go for it. Rude coming from the guy who's like, hey, guys, there's a single older lady in the theater. Everybody look and point at her. What's she doing here? The I, did,
0: I was told by my friend to quiet down about it. <laughs> Everybody point and laugh at her. I was like, she doesn't have a son, and he's like,
1: she has ears though, so <laughs> – my goodness <laughs> um i like the storyline i thought it was really good that it fleshed things out from the first movie you know the first movie was inevitably the you know the origin story and the death of ben uncle ben and all that stuff had to be you know reestablished again um so this one was kind of like peter's adventure out from all that stuff um so i really like that kind of just seeing more parts of his universe building on what had happened with Gwen and her dad in the first movie. I thought the the dynamic between Gwen and Peter was was awesome. It was just amazing. It was one of the best parts of the movie. It it just felt like a real um, high school college relationship. Like that's what it is. It's very up and down and up and down and dramatic. And I mean, you're not always saving the world, but it is very dramatic. And Um, I like the growth that he experienced with Aunt May in their relationship. I thought that that built up very well. Uh, The action was great. The effects were so much better than the first one. This was a, it wasn't, this movie to me wasn't like a love story or maybe a drama piece. It was very much an action story with, with those elements in it. Um, Just, the fighting, the beating of the bad guy. I thought the introduction of Harry was great. I like how they brought him into the... Th- I didn't care for how they ended it with him, but I liked how they brought him into it. Um, seeing the the different things in the Osborn... Oscorp with, you know, vulture wings and Dr. Octopus arms and that kind of stuff was great. And uh, ultimately, it was really an emotional movie. Very, very emotional. I... I wiped tears from my eyes a couple times. It was very, yeah, right there. So that that was some of the stuff that I enjoyed.
0: I don't know if we watched the same movie.
1: <laughs> well, of course not, Andy. We couldn't agree on anything. <laughs> First of all, it was not an action movie at all.
0: It was a love story. <laughs> I thought there were parts that were really, really slow. I didn't mind that. But there was a lot of non-action stuff.
1: Okay. <laughs> I
0: what you well, just, just said, listening. what you just said was I accept that fact.
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm listening. You listen to me. I'll listen to you. Okay. First of all, um,
0: the the char- I'll I'll start with the good. Okay. The character interaction and character development between Gwen and between Peter and between May and Peter and even Harry and Peter. Um, was was spot on. It hit home. It was fantastic. It was amazing. I watched the movie for that. Um, even even the character interaction between Peter and uh, Gwen's dad was good. You know.
1: Yeah, that was great.
0: Um, I agree with what you said. It really felt like a, one when the ups and downs, and um, it it felt like it felt like what a teenager. Or a, or a young 20s would do, you know? He wasn't sure, like, just like, I think I said that for the first uh, Spider-Man movie, you know, the the character was written in such a way that, and acted in such a way that this is, you know, you don't know, like, he would really do this, he would really write, I love you, in the, in the, the bridge with webbing, you know? And he would go back and forth and say, no, we can't be together, yes, we can be together, no, we can't be together, um, that, that stuff was so touching and I, I mean, we're spoiling this thing, right? We're talking about everything,
1: right? You what? We're spoiling this thing, right? We're talking about everything, right? Oh yeah. I mean, this has been out for a week. If you haven't seen it, you're obviously a loser. I saw it today. <laughs> yeah. No, Jennifer, Jennifer hasn't seen it yet.
0: Okay. All right. We'll tell, we're going to spoil it. So spoilers ahead. Um, my goodness, when she died, that killed me. I, uh, man, I did not know that she was going to die in this movie.
1: You didn't? No. Did you know that? Well, duh, have you have you heard the comic? Have you not seen the comic book? Well, I didn't know that that's the story that they were taking. Did you not? I mean, when I saw her in the outfit, I was like, she has gone <laughs> <laughs> i didn't put that together man I mean, she it, wore the exact outfit you yeah know? no you're right it's
0: man it was it was tough i should have seen it alone did I, you cry yeah yeah I, see we saw the same movie well it's oh, man i can't i'm tearing up right now like when he um when he said you know, stay with me, stay with me. And she was already dead, obviously, you know. Um, it's like, I, what would I do in that situation? How would I react? Like, he had no hope of saving her. Yeah. None. Because she was already dead. But he didn't realize it. He didn't, and uh, even, even though he did, he did know that she was dead, he didn't realize that there was nothing they could do. And then you saw the onset of, like, he had that denial of, that panic that denial and then the onset of um you know truth acceptance of, of of what it was and it was it was rough it was rough to watch
1: yeah it i think that i think you hit it on the head is like you know how would i react and we all put our own because we were so connected to them they were such real characters you just put yourself into that position and that's where the flood the flood works come in <laughs>
0: Yeah, I uh I was like coming back to work. I was like, man, I got to try to work after watching this thing. Like, oh my goodness, gracious. Um I thought that the that the, the the message of the movie was hope. Um and the the theme of it was was hope and the worth of a person. You know, we go through and we see the worth and the value that Peter puts on Gwen, but we see the value that she puts on herself. We see the value of his word, the value of um, her dad to him. We see the value of Max, Dylan, as a person and how nobody valued him. We see the value of, uh, you know, how people are treated, the actual worth of of people um, dealing with feeling like they have no value um, because they were pushed away. Peter was pushed away. Harry was pushed away. I like that they had that common bond. To me, I've never put that together either, like even in the comics. These unlikely friends, they're friends because both of them have been pushed away in some way and they didn't realize it, you know, or I didn't realize it. But but I, I, I don't know if they've ever said it in the comics. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I like that they said they had the graduation speech at the end as well mm, yeah. because – I was sitting there thinking, man, I wish I could remember what she said because I now know that that was the whole theme of the whole movie. Whatever she said – You didn't write
1: that down? (laughs) You weren't writing the speech down word for word? No, man. (laughs)
0: Um, And so when she recapped it, um, that – it was hard but I saw – it. I I appreciated the – thing at the end with the kid too even though that was kind of silly i really did appreciate uh that just like i appreciated the scene in the first one where he's inspiring the kid to put on the mask to be strong you know and it truly is i mean spider-man is an inspiration so
1: it's funny um when you said are we doing spoilers i can't believe she died uh jennifer just walked in the room
0: (laughs) Great, great.
1: She just gave me a look. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oops. Well, uh
1: Jennifer. So what did you think about Jamie Foxx as Electro?
0: Um, to me, Electro uh, seems like, um, like from the comics, a very uneducated, uh, rough-around-the-edges person. You know, they made this guy... Into uh, a sympathetic character, um, but that's one thing I had too. He he truly is a sociopath. Like he has he has social issues for sure. But what was interesting is that Harry ha- is a sociopath also, and so the unlikely teaming up of the two it made it a a, a, a very interesting pair to compare and contrast to one another because both of them had um sociopathic tendencies you know one he was talking to himself he was playing two roles uh and the other he was so secluded and i thought he used emotion and it didn't show too many times but there was one time where he got mad at pete and then he hugged him he was he was trying to fit into society it seemed like or trying to fit into a a personal relationship through the use of emotion but he didn't participate in it he just displayed it sort of Mm -hmm. so he wasn't a mature emotional character which i I don't know I, i really found that very interesting like they didn't develop that a whole lot the the negatives about the movie is are are basically like even though the acting was fantastic and the the dialogue was really good the scripting and plotting was very very loose And uh, if you compare the first two movies with Tobey Maguire to the first two movies that we have here, the first two movies with Tobey Maguire have a central theme, and they have uh, running plot lines throughout. Um, And this one just seemed like, well, you know, we need to put some value on the friendship that they had, so they're best friends, even though you've never seen them before. So we're going to introduce a best friend. It's very difficult to introduce a best, best friend that somebody has uh, in investment in to an audience where they have no previous history. You know, it's like, Oh, we used to hang out a long time ago. Don't you remember now audience put some value on this friendship? Just like, you know, Parker that's asking the audience to act instead of, um, Andrew Garfield, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that was very, that was hard. Um, that was hard to see. Um, every time Harry showed up it was just like an info dump it was like okay well here's background information here's how you know stuff that you audience missed um, except when he's talking to Peter when they're throwing the rocks you know that was the only good even when, when Harry's talking to Spider-Man it still was it was not good um, what did you think about the the actor that played him and, and actually the the scripting and plotting with him
1: yeah, I think the Green Goblin was probably the probably the weakest part of it. Uh, I really liked how he was a weirdo, <laughs> and he—I he, mean, not that he just showed up. I—I I, I give you that point. Um, but I did like the—I like the guy that played him because he was so much the opposite of James Franco. And I I didn't want it to just be like, oh, this is a guy that who's kind of like James Franco who played him before. Right. Um, he was just, he was, his eyes were just eerily creepy. Yeah. Uh, but the, how he became Green Goblin and then just, oh, Spider-Man defeat Electro. And then he just conveniently shows up as the Green Goblin with really little to no explanation. Um, just out of the blue, just, oh, there he is, good timing. I thought that was pretty poor and very rushed.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. Um, it was almost as if there were two different movies that I was watching—not two different storylines, two different movies that somehow coalesced at the end.
1: I, I'll give you that. I got yeah. that.
0: I mean, there was one that even even Electro didn't seem to totally fit into the the story that the 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 movie that I was enjoying. The movie that I was enjoying was exploring the relationship between Gwen and Peter with the backdrop of Spider-Man and, uh, you know, his promise and the responsibility that he has, the responsibility that he has when he has to set aside his own, you know, his own desires. Um, it makes sense to me that he's going back and forth over those things. Um, that was very similar to the first three movies, the first two specifically, um, that with Tobey Maguire. And so I know they had to do a little bit different, but this one, even though Spider-Man always has to deal with that and that tragedy has shaped his life, this one had way better chemistry. You know, these two individuals have way better chemistry than Tobey Maguire and anyone, I can assume, except for that that horse that he played with in, what was that movie, Seabiscuit?
1: What? <laughs> it's like, are you calling Mary Jane a horse? <laughs> no, no, no. I,
0: I know people that have, but... Uh... <laughs>
1: No, I think the chemistry you're right, absolutely better than uh what's her name? Kirsten Dunst.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that she would be okay, but in in some roles, but not not as a as a Mary Jane. I don't think that was. So there was weird weird plot lines introduced. You know, it was kind of like uh things that just didn't make sense but to move the like plot devices that that okay, well we have to make a team. Oh, well, Harry's sick. Oh, well, we used to be best friends. Oh, well, you know, the the thing about the parents like Oscorp uh, and an army they're selling the stuff to an army like all this stuff kept flying out of left field and it was like what what are we doing here what story are we trying to tell here you know and so it made it seem like this was more they were they were telling an awesome strong story with Gwen and Peter and then and obviously some villain and it just happened to be Electro at this point but then they were telling the story for to set up a whole franchise and expanded universe that that's not that's not why i'm going to the movie I, I can i can appreciate an easter egg here and there but don't tell me about all this other stuff that has no nothing to do with the movie i'm
1: watching but i don't think it really took up a bunch of time
0: but it didn't make sense it wasn't strongly written
1: but i don't think the i don't think the mom in to to your right really cared you That's know, pro- because she wasn't really looking for anything, more it was just kinda, oh, it's a sciencey place. And then people that understood were like, Oh sweet
0: <laughs> Did you notice did you notice that there there were two things in the trailer specifically that didn't show up in the movie? Like Well, okay, you know that it's in every trailer I've seen where he's like, Oscorp had me under surveillance and he's like, Isn't that the question of the day? <laughs> right? That wasn't in the movie. I oh. Didn't
1: wow. realize that. what did you say? I didn't realize that.
0: No, what what you know, what are we doing here? And then I forget the other one. Uh but it got it got toward the end where I was like, Oh yeah, no, I know the other one, where he's like, What about Peter Parker? And uh, the dad's like, Not everyone in this story has a happy ending. <laughs> Right. Okay. (laughs) Isn't that? That is exactly how the trailer is.
1: I haven't watched the trailer for a long time. You tried out and you said you watched the trailer. Uh, Yeah, I said I haven't watched it for a long time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, those two things weren't in the movie. I don't understand. And so, like, that means that they they released the trailer before they finished editing the movie, which happens very often. But it's kind of like, you know, if it's in the trailer, then it's kind of central to the plot, I would think. Apparently not and yeah. it's also weird to me that they casted paul giamatti to play in the movie for
1: like five minutes yeah the rhino was very very poor
0: well i didn't even think that i was just thinking oh yep here's another thing that they're just trying to set up for another movie and it has nothing to do with like why is paul giamatti who is a is a very good actor just a crazy yelling russian guy you know and then he's in the suit for like five minutes you know three minutes at the end uh he again was a plot device something that spider-man had to go take care of when he got his hope back after gwen died you know it's like well how do you want them to show that i don't think that you have to use well that's a good question (laughs) no it is it is it's a fair question and I, you know, I I probably would say in general that it's good that they used a, uh, you know, a name villain to do that. But it could have been a robbery. It could have been like a hostage situation. It could have been anything. But it's kind of like they're using, they're not telling me the story of this movie. They're telling me the story of the next movie. They're like, hey, stay tuned the whole time. They're trying to sell me something. I just didn't like that.
1: I think it's a matter of perspective, because you could really kind of say that it, this is the last movie. There's no Spider-Man 3, the way that it wrapped up and ended.
0: No, we know it's greenlit for two more movies and
1: then two spin-offs. We we know that, but I'm saying it stands alone just fine. Um, yes, yeah. So, I mean, you're oh, saying a that...
0: downer, though, man. If it stood alone, it'd be... oh It's,
1: it's terrible. No not at all it was a great movie it was better than the first one and all the Toby Maguire ones no see I think that I
0: enjoyed most of this movie more than the first one but I don't think it was a better movie I think the the other one was a was a better movie why um it was it had a stronger plot and it, had, it was more cohesive
1: well, yeah, because this one is expanding.
0: Well that's true, but that's not necessarily what is uh, what's what's taking away from the quality of the film.
1: I just well, think it was what you just said was that it was there's too much going on because they're trying to set up other things. No, no, the, that it's <clears> expanding, <throat> that's that's different. Okay, you just define the terms and we'll go with whatever you <laughs> want. <in them. laughs>
0: this and okay, all right. D- okay, two more things.
1: Two more. <laughs> things. Well, get your notepad out.
0: Okay, it no, I haven't. I've been crossing. <laughs> the, the CGI fire was awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't like how they treated the audience. Like, don't, don't say, hey, we're we know you're gonna ask about this, so we're just gonna tell you in the weirdest possible way. So. Yes, we all know, everybody's going to ask, how come Spider-Man wasn't electrocuted? Well, during a newscast, we'll let you know, hey, his suit's probably rubber, that's what I'm guessing, or it's neoprene, that's what I would do. What is with that? That was a weird, weird thing. (laughs) Right? Did it catch you you off guard?
1: I was just like, oh, I'm glad they explained that. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) How, How else would you want that to be answered?
0: I would love for for Peter to tell Gwen that or something instead of, and and, you know, if she said, Hey, how come, you know, how come you didn't get electrocuted? He'd be like, I don't know. Oh, maybe it has to do with the, you know, I use neoprene when I, when I did the suit or whatever, you know, that would be more organic than a new, like taking the focus off of what is going on in the scene. And that's Peter recovering and going to the television screen where two people, it's not just, like a montage of people saying stuff, but it's like, here's the message we want you to get from this news report: that Spider-Man suit is made of rubber or neoprene. Now back to Spider-Man uh, recovering. <laughs> it just took me way out of the picture.
1: I okay. Okay. That, that's what it did for you, you know. I can't argue that.
0: Okay, and what is with the crazy rap music? The are you getting some feedback? Are you hearing? No, that? are you? Yeah. Okay, I'm good. I think. What is with the crazy rap music in the background when uh, when uh, when Electro is trying to figure out what's going on and uh,
1: he's saying, "Oh, he
0: lied to me," but it's all to like a a beat. What is with that?
1: <laughs> That's probably because it's Jamie Fox and he demanded that.
0: If I'm going to be in this movie, I need a soundtrack that has a beat and it's whispering to me. Did you notice that?
1: Oh, absolutely. That was very off-putting.
0: Now, my buddy said that the mu- the music in this movie was like a different was a was another character. Um yeah. I don't know if I would go so far as to say that, but that part was weird, but also it had like I liked how they used uh most of the music in it. Um but when Spider-man says, "Oh I love this song when he's fighting electro in the power plant that tells me that the characters are hearing what I'm hearing and I, I mean I know there's like resonance frequencies and everything when uh, things vibrate or when electricity goes through a circuit or something like that but that 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 line
1: that was terrible I didn't even pick that pick up on that.
0: Yeah, when he, when he's fighting in it and he's like lighting up the different pylons and everything, and then he gets thrown against something, and he's like, "Oh, I
1: love this song." There's- yeah, it was because he was playing a song with the pylons. Right, I know. What? Okay, so what are you being sassy about?
0: Why was he? Why in the world would you have that? Why would the director say, "Okay, well, I need you to say this because he's going to be playing music as you're fighting."
1: No, Electro was, yeah, Electro was playing the audibly heard music.
0: I know, I'm saying that's a poor choice to have in the movie, not oh. did it happen.
1: Okay. You didn't that's think too- that, you didn't think that was stupid? Well, I didn't care for Electro at all. Oh, we haven't even gotten there. Okay, tell me, tell me. No, that's why I was asking you what you thought about Jamie Foxx's portrayal of Electro, and also, like, how do you, do you feel like it was Electro from the comic books, or just a character invented that could control electricity for the movie.
0: Oh, I think it's it's more... Um, have you been reading Avenging Spider-Man or Superior Spider-Man team-up? There's Sun Girl or Solar Girl or something like that. That's more who this character is. Yeah. It, it's not Electro from the comics at all.
1: So did you see any resemblance between Max Dillon and this guy?
0: Uh, no, I didn't actually.
1: But I didn't really expect to, though. Okay. Did you see any? No, no, not at all. This was this was more like the ultimate version of of Electro.
0: Oh, that's true. I had forgotten about the ultimate version of
1: Electro. Yeah,
0: that's true. Now I don't know. I don't know him as well. I haven't read him in, in uh, since uh, Ultimate Six, so that's a long time ago.
1: <laughs> Same here. I think that's a... That was like in college. <laughs> I,
0: think that, I think that, yeah, that that was two thousand three or something like that. So, yeah. Um, anything else about the movie? I mean, you you haven't said too much.
1: No, I gave I gave all the stuff that I loved about it. How I thought it was an action movie, and you didn't. And no, I thought it was a. Uh, I still think it was better than the first one. But uh, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> okay. Um. Wait a minute, Jennifer hasn't seen it. No, I went by myself. Why? Cause matinees are half price, and I work from home. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I thought you were. The, I thought you saw it that night. No, I only do that for the Marvel-made movies. Oh, Marvel-made I
0: see. Wait, I have. Wait, to wait see let's them. let's talk about that for a second. Why okay. in the world did Sony have an X-Men trailer or thing? I I don't understand that.
1: That was. It was something between like the directors or the producers. Like if if Sony or Fox was going to release one of the producers to work on the other movie, it came with the the, the string of you have to play the X Men after the end of it, and that's how that came about.
0: Oh, that's that was that was very out of place. I mean, it would have been better if it was like a you have to play the trailer twice or something type thing.
1: Well, it's really yeah yeah, and it's very confusing to. The general audience who sees the Red Marvel logo at the front, but never sees Spider Man or Wolverine with Iron Man and Hulk, right? And They don't understand. And then to even compound it more, and try and say, "Well, X Men and Spider Man fit together when they don't," right? You know, oh yeah, yeah, that is what would confuse that mom. <laughs> you know the one I mean with no kids. Yeah, no kids. How would even call her a mom? <laughs> I wouldn't. Just some vagabond off the street.
0: Well, man, I gotta say, like, I when Jackie sees it, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'll be able to watch the whole thing. Like that really tore me up.
1: When she passed away. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. It was.
0: It was really rough on me because I mean, Spider-Man Blue is one of my favorite comics, and I haven't. (laughs) To be honest with you, I have not gotten up the nerve to read the death of Gwen Stacy yet.
1: Hmm, the original one?
0: Yeah, because I know it's going to kill me. And also, That's... the other way too, if it doesn't kill me, then I'm I i I'm afraid that I am going to take away um, because I, I, I'm really going to have to read from Spider-Man 1 all the way to when she dies because then I can actually see the relationship because if it's If the if the impact on me is not based on um if I just read that one comic, then I have no history. It's only been like hearsay and flashbacks and retcons and stuff like that. So I don't fully grasp their relationship, you know? So if that's the case, then if I don't have a strong enough emotional reaction or if it doesn't make a big enough impact, you only get a first impression one time. Yeah. So, like, it's going to ruin it for me. Like, I, I have an idea of how their relationship is, but if it turns out that it doesn't really matter, oh, yeah, she died, Um, to me, the reader, then that's going to color my going forward of how I think of their relationship forever.
1: Yeah, I think you just got to work on separating it. You know, they're two different universes. Well, no, that's what I'm, uh, no, I mean in the comics. If it's different than what you thought it was.
0: Well, if I read it and say, oh, well, that wasn't that touching of a comic, that didn't really get to me at all, then then going forward, I'll be like, well, why was this even a defining moment? The character who I thought was defined by these things, it doesn't really even matter. But that's because I haven't read issue one through whatever when she died, because I don't have the backstory, I don't have the richness of what they went through, and I haven't seen the relationship at all.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's probably almost better that you don't, you know, go back there, because the writing is just so different (laughs) you know
0: yeah i'm sure but i mean the people's relationships aren't yeah so anyway uh should we should we touch on agents of shield at all
1: why wouldn't we touch on agents of shield
0: okay we're how many how many episodes are out do we know
1: uh 25 i believe oh oh wait are you even done I have seen uh, episodes 1 through 20. Oh, then we can't talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay,
0: okay. I know that Ward is a bad guy. And I know that Victoria Hand, who I thought it was amazing that she was even on the show. I had no idea that she was on the show. (laughs) She got killed? (laughs) I was like, no, no way. Um. That, her character is so awesome. She doesn't even, like, that show doesn't even begin to describe how amazing her character is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sweet that she was there.
0: Yeah, and if she really stays dead, don't tell me, if she really stays dead, it's going to be a waste of an awesome character. That's what I say.
1: There's one episode left. Okay, in the first season? Yeah, it's not been renewed yet. Really? Yeah. It's very, very, very late in the year. Yes. For ABC not to say yes or no. Yes. Uh. Yeah, I know. There's there's talk that, that next year, if it gets renewed, the first third of the season is going to be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The second third is going to be an Agent Carter flashback miniseries. Uh. And then it's going to end again with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. leading into Avengers 2.
0: Uh, I don't know, man. Do you remember that uh, that show, uh, Threshold? No, no. Okay, well, it was only on for one season. It had Brent Spiner on it and it had a couple other people. Um, it was about an alien invasion. Well, they proposed, this is how they tried to sell the show. Okay, well, season it's a three-season show. Season one is going to be called Threshold. Season two is going to be called Stronghold, and season three is going to be called Stranglehold.
1: Oh. They, were,
0: they were like, no way, it's going to confuse audiences. They're not that smart. So, I—I I can't see a, a network going for something like that now, unless you got a ton of name recognition. But this, you know, this show hasn't been out but a year.
1: Well, I think with the branding, if they, because it's Marvel's Agents of Shield. And they start it up again, you know, if they start up the second year, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is taking a break for Marvel's, uh, you know, because they'll probably still be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. colon Agent Carter or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's already mid-May. What's what's going on? When are we going to find out, you know?
0: Yeah, I know. That's kind of, hmm.
1: Okay. Well,
0: anyway, I've been enjoying it and I actually do, I'm getting into the story um, a lot more. I think the Deathlock thing is kind of cool. I think it's kind of Smallville-ish, but I I still think that I like. Uh, I wish Deathlock they made him look like what he's supposed to look like though. They did. They they had one episode where they showed like an X-ray or something, and he looked exactly like the comic book character through the yeah,
1: X-ray, yeah. and I was like, oh man,
0: that's so awesome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a little geek out there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It it's, it's it's good man. I mean, you still have 5 6 more episodes left. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It,
1: it, it's good because those first, you know, the first couple episodes were good, but then there was a bit of a lull there in the middle, but these last episodes you're like, "Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That goes there. This established this." Right. Right.
0: Uh, do you think that, that girl is a uh, alien?
1: Sky? Yeah. I can't tell you. I know a little bit more than what you know. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, then I'm done. I'm done on Agents of (laughs) Sheet. I mean, you just need to be up to date next time. I thought that I
0: was. I didn't know there were more. (laughs) (laughs) Don't penalize me! (laughs) Okay. All right. You want to hit some... state? How long have we been recording? What's going on here? We've been recording a while, right?
1: I don't know. I'm not on... Mine doesn't show how long.
0: I mean, I don't know. Okay, almost an hour. All right, let's. Uh, you want to hit some state? You want to hit all the rest of these? We got State of the Union top five, and then we got a one shots. All right. All right. Let's do some State of the Union.
1: The state of our union.
0: All right, State of the Union, we are going to talk on some news and give our opinions about this. And this should actually go pretty quickly, so we'll have time for everything. All right, first up, Sam Humphreys signed an exclusive contract with Marvel. Thoughts, Jared Mayo? Oh, gosh,
1: why? (laughs) You know,
0: that was my initial reaction as well, but uh, I actually started enjoying his X-Force.
1: Shut your face. Yeah, I did. No. Yeah. It was panned by everyone. What what did you enjoy about it?
0: I, I I can't remember. All I know is I started thinking to myself, I actually like this better than Cable on X Force. It was his he did he was doing Uncanny, right? What? Yeah. Whoa. Now I haven't read any Avengers AI because that seems like a waste of paper. <laughs> I read the first one and I was like, oh my goodness, why are we doing this? Um. But, you know, I have a glimmer of hope. I'll give it a try. I don't know what he's writing, though. Do we know what he's writing?
1: No. We just know that he's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's writing Star-Lord.
0: Oh, right, 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 right. I'll give it a go. Why not? That seems more up his alley. More of a cosmic, off-the-wall type of thing.
1: Well, I mean, his big thing that he's known for is that independent comic by image.
0: I was wondering if you were going to bring that up.
1: Yeah, and based on that... Ah, uh, I wouldn't have hired him to write Uncanny X-Force. Did you um do you know what it is is about? I know what it's about, I forget what it's called. Okay, Our Love Is Real. Yes, there we go.
0: And it was a single issue, it was a one shot. Um <laughs> and it's about this guy it has to do with uh interspecies love.
1: Yeah, I mean it's basically where our country's going.
0: Right, right. <laughs> so Actually, that is something they touch on in the book. Um, and, you read it? Um, I, I, I heard some very in-depth reviews, and I did not pick it up, no.
1: All right, good save. Remember, people know you are listening.
0: Right, okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's supposed to be a metaphor of homosexuality and hyperbole and um, kind of the sky is falling type of thing. And uh, Anyway, anyway, he didn't he write something before that, though? He wrote for Marvel. He wrote kind of in the Ultimate Universe, right?
1: Yeah, he wrote Ultimates Presents Ultimate Comics Ultimates. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.
0: Right, and he was after Hickman, I believe, right?
1: I didn't read it. I don't <laughs> read Ultimate stuff.
0: Yeah, I didn't I haven't read any of the Ultimates. Uh, Just the
1: first couple years it was pretty good. Well, Spider-Man's been solid. I gave up on it. Probably after issue sixty, sixty-five. I went, back. I gave up on it too.
0: But then I went back after uh, I moved back to Louisiana. So, and I reread everything. Um, Sorry. hey, what new number ones were announced? You have news on this one.
1: Oh, um, Rocket Raccoon, Spider-Man 2099, Storm, Star Lord. I think those are the four did
0: you ones. say storm what shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> what what are you feeling do you have trepidation are you just super excited what,
1: what's going on with you oh no I've, greg pock is writing it and i've i've hung on every word of every interview he's done he's done about four or five and the stuff that he says is all like okay i'm totally behind you this is going to be great he wants to keep the Mohawk. That's the only thing that kind of stinks. But other than that, I cannot wait for this. Well, I'm okay. going to have to, but I'm excited.
0: All right, well, we'll have to do a one-shot segment where we talk about it then.
1: Yeah, it's coming out in July. It's 40% off on DCB service. I already checked it out. I was like, two bucks? That's awesome. <laughs> uh, the art it. The art is an. basically he's an unknown guy. He's done a couple smaller things, but nothing that... I think people would really recognize. But his art is really, really, it's beautiful. And and he's going to take Storm to places she's not been before and, and threats that the X-Men might not take. And um, there's going to be characters from her past, current characters and new characters. And uh, she's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to get, it's going to be number one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's number one. You All better right. get it.
1: Oh, yeah, undoubtedly I'll buy it. yes. Well, I believe undoubtedly you were going to vote for her, too, and that didn't happen.
0: No, no, that was a communication misunderstanding. We already established this.
1: We also have a poll on our website, marvel616politics.com, where you can vote for which number one you're most excited about. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, It's not that one, I can tell you.
1: Well, Storm is winning.
0: Yeah, because they're excited for you.
1: No, the people on our site they know, they tell me how dumb I am. Listen, the body politic does not like Storm. Well, she's it's sixteen votes. She's winning.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, Alan Davis writing and drawing a Savage Hulk story.
1: Boring. Okay. All right. What about you?
0: Nope, I don't care either. I'll still, <laughs> I'll still read it, but mm.
1: <laughs> I'll still read it, but I won't be happy about it.
0: Uh, didn't he? Wasn't he doing the uh, Cornell's Wolverine?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I might not read it. I don't know. I, I don't know. He's just... I I like his older stuff. I think Joker. I almost met him at a con, and then
0: I saw him and how he was talking to other people, and I was like, Ah, no, that's all right. What do you mean? I don't... All I don't. All right, first of all, I don't want to talk bad about the guy if I don't know for sure that it was him. I'm we'll pretty talk to sure,
1: him later, then.
0: Okay, I'm pretty sure it was him, and he just seemed... He seemed like he didn't want to be there, but a lot of people who I met at cons didn't want to be there. So,
1: yeah, that makes sense. I bet it's a, I bet it's a long time, you know, sitting for eight or nine hours. Oh yeah, Every, just yeah, two or three days, yeah. Yeah, and the, I mean, you see these hundreds of people, and they're basically probably all saying similar yeah. things. Oh, I'll tell you right now, Brent Spiner
0: had no interest in talking to me at all. <laughs> Either Michael Dorn. And I even thanked him. I said, "I know you've been doing this a long time. I really appreciate you coming out." Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Okay. God. And then Lou Ferrigno wasn't too happy either, but I don't think he could hear me. So
1: Oh, really? He seems like such a nice guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: He he wasn't interested in what I had to say. <laughs> So do you meet these guys and like give them your opinions on everything?
0: Do uh, you mean am I myself?
1: <laughs> yeah, for, you're not just like oh hello. I no, for, I just know. I just
0: I feel like they're sacrificing and I want to express appreciation, but I don't go into a long-winded thing. I'm just like hey, thank you for coming out here. It means a lot to a lot of people, and they're like whatever. <laughs>
1: you okay, know who so- I
0: did meet, who was awesome. Uh greg horn was awesome okay, okay. uh ethan van skyver was awesome he really He's my facebook friend he really cared about being there um doug jones he really cared about he gave me a giant hug he wrapped me around twice in his like arms that go for miles <laughs> uh uh who was the fourth dude oh um george perez He was happy to see me also.
1: He's going to be in Cincinnati in September. I think I'm going to go down and see him. Oh, yeah. Tell him hi. Hi. Yeah, do you remember Andy? He's the one that just kept thanking you over and over again.
0: Listen, I'm really happy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, you need to leave. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically how it went down. Um, Okay, next up, Kyle and Yost and McGinnis on Amazing X-Men. We kind of talked about this before. It's like can Christmas come any earlier? I can't uh, wait. I know you like McGinnis, but I am really excited about Kyle and Yost. Dude, I love Kyle and Yost. I don't know why they haven't done a book together in quite some time, right? Since uh yeah. since X-Force?
1: Yeah, they should write every Marvel movie, comic, and cartoon. All okay. of them. Oh. They're so good. <laughs> okay. Do you know Yost is writing Thor 3? No. Huh yeah okay so it might be better than the second one i thought the second one was good you're wrong you're wrong (laughs) your mom's wrong (laughs) Uh uh-oh she's probably listening (laughs) Uh, no (laughs) okay uh
0: i mean i am looking forward to that because that title so far has not been good it's not been fun but you know what has been a surprising disappointment was new warriors by you surprising disappointment
1: (laughs) what you didn't think it was going to be a disappointment?
0: It's written by Yoast. I thought it was fan- going to be fantastic.
1: Oh, and you don't like it? No. I don't know what I'm going to do. What don't you like?
0: I don't know. Maybe it's the, maybe I'm not totally familiar with the characters. I don't know. I got familiar with these characters during Civil War. It's just... I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, then, if you don't know, it's then not I gonna, agree yeah, it sucks.
0: I'm going to keep
1: trying until the first story arc is done, at least. Um,
0: all right, Marvel's Avengers Station. Have you heard of this thing?
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised you put it on as big news. Is it not? I've only heard about it in one place.
0: Okay, lay it on me. What is
1: it? No, it's, it seems like it's going to be like almost... I think the best way to say it would be like a mini, muse, a mini interactive museum in New York. It's kind of like a S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, and you get to see artifacts from the Marvel Universe and movie the Marvel movie universe and experience. It's like an interactive experience type thing. It's, it's
0: strange, right? I mean, it's not real. It's a, it's a, there's, I mean, it's, it's really neat marketing wise, uh, and PR, but it's very odd to me. I mean, it, it's like in partnership with NASA and stuff.
1: Yeah. I read it NSA first. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, Oh gosh, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, could there be a? But that Death would lock? make more sense. What? That would make more sense. Marvel and NSA team up to bring you a shield thing. You know, they're yeah, spying would, on you. That would make more sense. Yes. <laughs> um.
0: Uh. Let's see. Could there be a Deathlock ongoing series in the future?
1: Yeah, I think there definitely will be.
0: We have Edmonton uh writing. Uh, I think there's going to be an original sin kind of anthology, and he's writing a Deathlock one-off uh of that but you think there's gonna be that's gonna turn into
1: a well, series I think, I think that he he kind of got a resurgence in popularity when he appeared in um the x-force book under Remender. oh right yeah yeah you're right you're right and then coupling that with the agents of shield appearances that people like freaked out when he first appeared I think if they're going to do it now would probably be the best time. Yeah. They you know they had a
0: Marvel Knights, is that the it might have been Marvel Knights um little mini series about him, but it was it was very disconnected to the from the rest of the Marvel U. It was very strange. Did you read that?
1: No. No. Yeah. Okay. No, if it's not Marvel 616, I usually don't.
0: Well, sometimes Marvel Knights is 616.
1: When Oh, okay. Never mind. I
0: take that back. Sometimes Marvel uh, Max is 616. It is? Sometimes. Like what? Uh, Alias. Good
1: point. Thank
0: you. Okay, Marvel goes crowdsourcing for its content of its 75th anniversary, Omnibus. Do you think this is a good idea?
1: (laughs) Why don't you tell me what you think?
0: Okay, well, first of all, basically, they're going to take input and votes, I guess. I don't know if it's going to be totally dictated by the, by the populace. But uh, they're coming up on 75 years, if you count timely comics, uh, which Marvel came from. And uh, they're going to have an omnibus, and people will get to say what are the most important comics... Uh, that they should put in there. What th- what content out of the seventy five years should go into this omnibus? Which that to me is a tough job to begin with. So maybe getting some input isn't a bad
1: idea. But do you are you gonna want this? Me, no. Yes. No. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Is like, is this something that people are going to want? There's,
0: I mean, collectors probably, yeah.
1: Uh, but really, like, it's just gonna be almost like. 1,200 pages of one-shots.
0: Y- yes. But if it's all important stuff that defines the Marvel Universe, then maybe... Like, I'll, I'll tell you wh- if I wanted it. If they did every major event and put it all in one book.
1: I would, I would get that. Yeah, I would get that too. But I don't think it's going to be that.
0: No, but I mean... That's what our top 5 is. We get to choose what goes in it. But yeah. I just didn't know if that was a good idea to you to get crowd
1: crowd input. Well, I think it could I here's my thought on it. First is, I think Marvel's ultimately they're a sales empire. They're not the little company they used to be. And so they're they're going to control these results, you know? They're sure. ultimately going to pick what's in it. You mean like Survivors rigged? Survivors not rigged. <laughs> Oh, okay. You don't even watch Survivor. I just I just felt like pressing your buttons. Well, you can't because I know more than you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Um, I think I mean I think that you know we could all vote on a million different things. And even if they won, you know, how do we know that that's what really won? Marvel's gonna tell us whatever the heck they want to tell us, you know. Um but I think it would be really cool if enough people got together and all voted for, like, some random, like, Moon Knight 53 from 1988, you know? <laughs> I doubt Moon Knight ever got to issue 53. <laughs> she Sensational She-Hulk, you know, 53 or something. No,
0: Insectors, or whatever that is. You know, some of these one-off comics that Marvel did that have nothing to do with the 616.
1: Yeah, like when they put out the Bucky O'Hare series. <laughs> 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 you know, stuff like that i think would be fun just to totally blow it <laughs> you know isn't
0: there didn't paul tobin do a series about um uh patsy walker and some uh, some models and stuff oh models inc yeah yeah put some of that in there i mean
1: that's yeah. history right or the what was the bill gemis stuff that he put out while we were in college the marville do you remember that no oh yes 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 i do i do like that kind of stuff and let's let's show the real true history of marvel let's not forget some of this good stuff. but i'm afraid it's just gonna it's gonna be 1200 pages so it's gonna be huge right it's unreadable exactly that's what i'm saying it's gonna be more like look it's on my shelf but i'm never gonna open that up and go down and sit downstairs and try and read that right right it's more for posterity i would think well, but th- that's, so if it is though, are people going to buy it? Oh,
0: people, yeah, yeah. There's there's an audience for it, I'm sure. And they'll probably run out, like, they'll have to do a second printing and everything because they won't print enough because they're just guessing how many people would actually want this thing. It's more about the PR that it's going out there and it's going to print.
1: Yeah. I just don't want it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this
1: thing. I just don't want a bunch of random issues.
0: I See, I don't know if I agree that I wouldn't want that. Like, if I had the time to go back and read uh, issues from the past, which I don't, um, if I had the time to do that, it might really be interesting to me, because I could get a feel of how comics have changed, and if it's, like, super landmark issues, then uh, it might be worth it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think amazing, like Amazing Fantasy 15 will be in there, and... Iron Man One and Avengers One, Uncanny X Men One and that stuff, but when I'm reading a trade after Uncanny X-Men One, I want to read Uncanny X Men two, not uh you know, Black Cat and Her Friends, issue eight or something, you know? <laughs> I don't want to read Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Does that make
0: sense? Oh no, I no, I know what you're saying, yes.
1: Like oh amazing Uncle Ben just died and turned the page oh it's the Civil War you know <laughs> what?
0: No I know. All right, well <laughs> let's let's hit our top five. I'm very interested in what you would put in there.
1: It's pretty much everything that you wouldn't probably. Well, let's find out. <laughs>
0: top five all right top five we haven't done this in a while it seems whoo doggie how do you hurt all right man uh did it. you order these from uh most important to least important
1: i didn't okay so they're did just the randoms yeah because this is gonna be a random book I mean, okay. All right. All right. Lay it on me then. Well, so this is let's explain, you know, this in case you didn't hear from the first segment. This is the top 5 comic events or stories that we would vote for to be included in the Marvel 75th Anniversary Omnibus.
0: Right. Right. And it, I I got to tell you, man, this was very difficult for me to do. Uh
1: took me about 30 seconds.
0: Okay, this it took me cuz I'll tell you, I, I had to categorize everything because I can't... <laughs> so I did uh, major events that shaped the long-term future of the Marvel U. And then I'll, I'll give you some of the runners-up afterwards.
1: Oh, I just did my favorites. <laughs>
0: okay, well, I mean, no, that's good. Because I, I didn't know if that was... I, did, I almost did that, but I didn't do that. So go for
1: it, man. All right, my first one I put was the crossover series Extinction Agenda, that crossed over through the X Men titles in the late '80s, early '90s.
0: Okay, right on. Now, why would you why would you have that?
1: That's probably my favorite X over ever. It was the first graphic novel I was ever ever got. I got it from my mom for Christmas, um, <clears throat> when I think I was in fifth grade, maybe. And I just wore that sucker out. I had to get another one, but I still kept the first one. And it, I just, I look through, you know, my notebooks from fifth grade are just pictures and pictures and pictures of the different X-Men teams fighting Cameron Hodge. I was just obsessed with that. And I think the mini the the crossover still holds up today. And uh, I could read that every year and not get bored with it. Um, so for me, it's just, it's a quintessential Marvel book.
0: <laughs> right on. All right, my number five is Return of Bucky.
1: Oh, good, good pick.
0: Yes, so I think that that, uh, that really did shape the the landscape. Now, these aren't in chronological order. It's kind of just a order of importance to me, I guess. So, um, you know, and that, that could be Brubaker's entire uh, Red Menace or, or uh, Winter Soldier run. But I'm thinking about single issues that, you know, he did. Oh, it's him, you know, that type of thing.
1: So, so, is this list you're saying is more so for your favorites that have shaped the Marvel Universe? Yes. Yeah. But not necessarily favorites, though. Just the ones
0: that I put value on that did. Like, because there's some that did that I don't put value on, but it's undeniable that they did.
1: Like Fear Itself.
0: Ugh, no, that didn't shape the Marvel Universe at all, man. Well, that's my next pick. <laughs> did you? What?
1: no no (laughs) no i picked age of ultron
0: oh interesting
1: no (laughs) those were awful (laughs) uh my next one well i guess i need to ask you this before i tell you so you've been giving away the comic books that you say you get right
0: yeah yeah but now you're gonna start collecting selling them but yes
1: okay so what about the ones that I got you for Christmas?
0: No, I got all those.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because um, the next one is Uncanny X-Men 325. And that is the famous Storm versus Marrow battle. Uh, Colossus returns. Callisto returns. Storm kills Marrow. It's kind of a changing point in the uh, in Storm's life and X-Men's life. And it's right after Age of Apocalypse has, has uh, wrapped up. And it's probably one of my my favorite one of mine if not my favorite issues ever of uncanny x-men so it's 325 you said yeah all right did you ever read that
0: no i haven't read hardly anything if anything that you gave me
1: for christmas yet yet so rude
0: i i'm i'm being honest Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hey, man! When I went to your house, what was in the cell pile? All the it stuff was not I gave cell you. Pile. You were like, "Oh, hey, this is the cell pile," and right on top was the it three was, books I gave you. It was because I just moved those from the you hallway. You told
1: me it was the cell pile. I was lying. <laughs> I had just because I was trying to clean the house for you, and they were sitting in the in the hallway, and I moved them into the eBay room, and that's where you were. <laughs> They're still in there, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: fine. <laughs> okay, number four. Um, Electra being revealed as a Skrull.
1: Hmm, you really did put some thought into this.
0: I did, yeah. That issue, I think, when, when that happened, when I read that in New Avengers, um, all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, what? What? And you had to go back and I was like, what does this mean? Like this is huge. Like everybody's like, "Oh no. What is how can this happen?" <laughs> it really felt like that.
1: Oh, it was so good.
0: It was. It was really really good. But I mean, yeah. you can you can't deny that that shaped the Marvel universe.
1: No. It I mean, you can still feel it in many ways.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah. Not hey, it, I mean, not as much since Hickman took over Avengers, but up until Bendis, his run was done. It, it had it had lasting effects.
1: Well, I mean, I think it still does because the this Electra being revealed as a scroll came. You know that that was set up because of what happened with the breakout, and the breakout is what brought together the New Avengers. And I mean, the New Avengers is still; those changes are still felt today. Yep. Wolverine, yeah. Spider Man, Luke Cage—you know those guys would never be considered Avengers, and now they're like mainstays. And it it's was true, wild, wild. Whew. weird, wild stuff. <laughs> All right, um, my third pick is X Men Volume Two, Number One. <laughs> That—that's I know. That's with uh, Chris Claremont and Jim Lee when they rebooted. Not rebooted, but split the X-Men between blue and gold teams. It's the number one selling comic book of all time at 8 million copies. I don't know how any omnibus celebrating Marvel's past could not include this issue.
0: That is an excellent pick. Excellent pick. And that definitely, you can almost guarantee that that one's going to be in there. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Good pick. I didn't even think about that one. I did good. I did good. <laughs> well done, young lad. Oh, good. <laughs> you, you cracked me up. <laughs> uh, my number three was M-Day. So that that final issue of House of M where Wanda says no more mutants. Mm. That's a good pick. Yours are all huge picks. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I think, like, it really did shape the Marvel U.
1: Mm. No, every single title. Yeah. All right. My fourth one would be Civil War, number
0: one. Oh, I almost put Civil War number two.
1: Is that when Peter unmasks? Yep. yep. Yeah, I thought about that one, but I thought this would be was the big kickoff to, you know, the explosion and connecticut and just kind of started everything off
0: yeah that's true yeah because that was man that, they talk about the S- stanford
1: right stanford yeah was it stanford connecticut or massachusetts
0: uh, they, uh, i think it's connecticut
1: yeah stanford east coast <laughs>
0: east coast represents <laughs> yeah they talk about that forever so
1: yeah ah
0: the yeah, the superhuman uh, registration act and everything. Man, that really did have lasting impacts on the Marvel universe. I,
1: that was one of the few series. I mean, like I'm always excited for Wednesdays, but that was one of the series where you're like at the comic store when it opens, looking inside, making sure it's ready. Like you want this the second it's available. Dude, I
0: remember reading for the first time that they were going to do that and I remember I was in California and I was studying Chinese <laughs> with the Air Force and I took a break and I read that and I said oh my goodness and Jackie's like what and I said they're doing something in the Marvel Universe that I am not going to like <laughs> but it is going to be huge And it's going to have lasting effects. And I was like, there's no way that they're going to easily recover from this thing. And this is a defining day. And she was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I was like, this is a defining day. Because if I read this and I don't like it, then that means that I'm not going to like the Marvel Universe for the next five to ten years. And she was like, "Well, good." And then you stop collecting comics.
1: <laughs> oh, cynical Jackie!
0: <laughs> and actually, you know what? Uh, during that time, I sold all my comics.
1: You did? Yeah,
0: I did. You didn't like Civil War? Um, no, I didn't like the idea of everybody dividing up over this. And um, I sold all my comics, and I got out of it. And then, and then when I moved to Texas and Jackie was living, we were separated geographically for 18 months or a year. Um, She was living in Louisiana with my folks and I was living in Texas going through training and I was on medical hold. Um, All of a sudden I was like, man, I got nobody here. Everybody's going to the strip clubs. Uh, I need something to keep me out of trouble. And so I started buying up as many trades as I could. (laughs) And I dove in. And I caught up on everything.
1: And like, he was back.
0: That's when I read all of Bendis's Daredevil. That's when I read all of uh, Cable Deadpool. Um, I read all of uh, Incredible Hulk. Um, yeah,
1: that's where I caught up. Man. I think back, like, if we would have... If we would have known each other better in college, how different it would be... <laughs> <laughs> You know, we would have had, like, we could split our comic budget and and be able to get more stuff. And I'd be able to talk you down off the ledge when you found out about Civil War. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> That's a good story, though, man.
0: <clears throat> yep. Because everything, because if you remember, Civil War was right around the time that um, Straczynski was wrapping up his run on Spider-Man. And editorial had such a huge hand in that and I was really, really disappointed that, like, there was no reason to read comics anymore. By that time, I was reading the main events, I was catching up on uh, X-Men, I was reading from issue 400 to present. So I was in the middle of um, New New X-Men, um, I was reading Astonishing X-Men, and the events, and Spider-Man, and that was it. And, uh... I didn't like where editorial was leading Spider Man. I didn't like the Civil War thing, Astonishing X Men. I could go either way. It was so late uh, <laughs> that it yeah. just took forever. And New X Men, I finally was saying, "Oh, I'm getting caught up here," you know. I, uh, but then you know, I ran into the Claremont trades of X Men. Um, the X was it the New Era? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, Yeah. Which that was really rough, uh, hard to get through, and so like there was nothing keeping me there. You know, you had Gambit returning back and like fighting his inner demons, and then Mystique trying to break up Rogue and Gambit with the bizarre love triangle and all that stuff. Good
1: memory, man.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and they had the the wedding. Uh, that's when um that's when Storm got married, I think.
1: Uh I'm still PTSD over that.
0: <laughs> okay, where are we? Are you on number two?
1: No, you are.
0: Oh, uh Oh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry. My number two, Dark Avengers number one. Mm,
1: good, good, good.
0: Yep. I I it was a toss up between Dark Avengers number one and Secret Invasion number what was it, seven or eight, where um Osborne kills uh the Skrull queen. But I really thought, no, setting the team up is really what I want to focus on. So.
1: That was really good.
0: It was. Man, that, it is awesome. <laughs> that run, yeah. Dark Avengers, is so cool. The other day, a guy, um, one, of my, one of my buddies uh, who I serve on the, the homeschool board with, We had a homeschool board meeting, and afterwards, everybody's like talking about homeschool stuff. And he brings out this box, and he's like, dude, this is all yours if you want it. And I'm like, really? I start looking through it, and it's mostly DC and 52 stuff. And I was like, there's three issues of Dark Avengers in there. I was like, you are giving these away? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, man. He's like, they're not in perfect condition. But I was like, I don't care. Like, If it's okay with you, I will take these. (laughs) Why didn't he want them? I don't know. He's he said he's got ten long boxes. He invited me to come over sometime. We're gonna just go through them and nerd out. And this guy is ripped too. This guy is. I mean, he's like you, obviously.
1: Well, hey, I'm getting ripped.
0: I know. That's what I mean.
1: Whoa! And he just didn't want them.
0: Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, it it
1: was DC crap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's your number one? Well, again, mine are in order. Okay, all right. But mine is, it was a, uh, a straight-to-trade paperback called Venom Death Trap the Vault. Oh. Did you ever read that? No, but I got the action figure <laughs> of the Vault Guard. This was a trade paperback with Venom escaping the Vault and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and the Avengers have to team up and go in the vault and get it secured
0: wow why the brotherhood of evil mutants
1: because at that time they were working for the government oh they were called freedom force
0: oh okay all right
1: yeah so it was it's like what in the world would mystique's team and the avengers and venom be doing in a comic book together here it is (laughs) (laughs) nice so i would definitely want to put this that in there there Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. It's like good eye candy.
0: Yeah. Who did the art?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: Okay. Was it good art or no?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it it was one of those. I don't know. Maybe like a Todd Rainey. Like it was a. It was. I want to. I don't know. I will have to look it up. <laughs> it was, um. Was Was Venom um, thin and muscular or bulky? I want to say he was bulky. Okay. Are you looking it up? I'll no, it. Uh, no, I wouldn't. All right, you talk about your fifth pick, and I'll look it up.
0: Um, mine is—I mean, how can I not pick this after today? The death of Gwen Stacy. Oh, I mean, you have to put that in there, right? I mean, it shaped—it's it, it may be a stretch to say that it shaped the Marvel U, but it shaped every interaction that Peter has with everybody. Yeah. You know, he keeps—I mean. You think he's invested now, and he uh, and he kind of keeps people close. But before that, the impression I get, and the little that I've read, because I've read probably some before uh, she died, not all of it. Um, he didn't. He didn't keep anybody at arm's length. Even the people who he loves now, he still keeps at arm's length because of this event. Like he can't have people close to him you know yeah i almost put spider-man blue on this thing because um you know that's just that is that's it shows to me like that's that's the feeling that yeah he loves mary jane but man he has not ever recovered from gwen dying
1: more so than mary jane you think he gwen was his girl
0: that's tough to say. I mean, th- there comes a point where you grow together so much that you uh, that the need and comfort of or, or the comfortability of being with somebody translates into love and intimacy. Um, but but there's other aspects of love other than time and and comf- comfortability. You know. Mhm. So I mean, when you when you pour your heart out to somebody and then you can't pour it out to somebody just as much anymore because of what happened to the other person you know then i don't i don't know if you can truly love them as much you know i don't know i often wondered about that because my my grandfather remarried and my step grandmother remarried and you know how can you say I mean, can you say that I love so and so more than so and the 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 second spouse? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Hopefully, it won't find out.
0: <laughs> well, I know with I know with kids, um, the love is is the same, but it's different aspects. Like there's things I love about Felicity, but they're totally different than things I love about Deidre. and I love them. Not because I had a hand in making them. Um, that's I guess that's part of it. But my love for them is, is based on who they are. And they're not the same people. So, you know, it's just different.
1: Well, I only have one wife.
0: That's true, yes but wife versus comic books.
1: Well, I don't have any kids either. <laughs> so I guess I just can't relate.
0: Right, well, I'd be interested, you know, when you have kids and when you get well, married again to a second well, wife, which of your kids do you love the most? Right. Okay. That's a good question. <laughs> I love them. I, I think, I don't know if you could put a number value on love. <laughs> I don't, no, I know. I mean, that's a serious question though. Like, I can't say that I love so-and-so 5 and I love so-and-so 4, but it's I love, like, let's say love is like a
1: river. and Peaceful and deep? No, but it's... (laughs) Your soul is like a secret that I never could keep. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) No, (laughs) if love is a a river and then the river flows around objects in that, then you're going to have the same... Flow across that object, um, but it curls around it in different ways because they're different shapes. You know what I mean? Like a stone is going to have different than a than a you know a log
1: or something like that. (laughs) So who is the log? Who's the rock? And which one is peeing in the river?
0: (laughs) They're probably all peeing in the river. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even in the river. (laughs)
1: yeah
0: (laughs) oh hey just so you know we made it all back
1: alive from the beach well i know i've been talking to you every day since (laughs) okay good yeah well
0: i I guess i was informing the listeners
1: oh the listeners yeah we should have covered your beach extravaganza at the beginning Uh, it was fine it was all right did you get in the water no did your kids uh yeah Did jackie yes okay are you the only one that didn't get in the water? Probably. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, whatever.
1: That's I'm with you though. I just last week we decided to clean under the bed and I found uh, my missions trip pictures from when we went to Jamaica and the whole team is in the ocean and I'm on the beach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: I'm totally with you, man. Yep. Yep. Uh
0: okay, did we have um did you have any backups or no?
1: No, but I know you did.
0: I have plenty, man. Yep. Uh, I was going to throw in there Amazing Fantasy number 15, New Avengers number 1, Peter Parker Spider-Man volume 2 number 35, the one I always talk about, <laughs> uh, Incredible Hulk number 34, The Return of the Monster, mm. um, Amazing Spider-Man volume 2 number 30 through 35, that's the first Moreland story. Oh, that's good. Civil War number 2, Deadly Genesis. Oh, really? Yeah, with Brew because that's when they start hating Professor Xavier. That's like a, that defines a ton, you know.
1: Yeah, all of the x Men history. Would continue. Uh,
0: the death of Captain Marvel.
1: No. Yes. Oh, I'm just. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Amazing Spider-Man number three hundred. Uh, Spider-Man Blue. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Winter kills.
1: That would be. Oh yeah. One shot. Uh huh. Bite me. I'm trying to be verbal so you can uh, get affirmation for me. I
0: thought that you had died.
1: (laughs) Yep, because I hadn't spoken for three
0: seconds. Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 2, Number 36, which is the 9-11 issue.
1: Okay, that was a good one. Yeah. So no Thor, no Daredevil, Punisher. Well, see, some of those were just too big
0: to put in. Because I'm like, well, obviously, Jason Aaron's Punisher, you know? j michael straczynski's thor run but i couldn't pick single issues out so i mean Bendis and brubaker's run on daredevil i mean epic
1: epic well, frank, frank miller's run on daredevil
0: yeah i just haven't read that though
1: chris claremont's uh new era uncanny x-men
0: oh the one like that continued the story
1: yeah, the one from a couple years ago when he went back and redid it if he wouldn't have let go, of, been let go on the book.
0: X-Men Forever?
1: Yes, X-Men Forever.
0: Mm, yes, that definitely goes in there. I know you like that. Did you read it? Uh, not all of it. Oh, okay, so that you liked it too then?
1: No, I read half and I it was while I was at work and I was like, oh, I should probably work. <laughs> I should probably teach these children. Dude, I can no. It was when I was a supervisor. Oh, okay. But I can remember being so into the secret because you talked about the scroll thing. Yeah. And and the whole thing was, you know, who do you trust? Oh yeah. Oh, that was great. All, yeah, Marvel made all those banners and yes. stuff, and I would at work I would take the banners and photo manipulate them for who it could be, and I would make these different scroll pictures on the computer, all on work time. <laughs> Ooh, it wasn't right. I shouldn't have done that, but I was just like obsessed with Secret Invasion.
0: It was really good were we doing the podcast at that time
1: it was around the time we probably just had started okay we'll have to go back and listen to the first episode and listen to which issues we went over okay yeah that sounds talking on my phone hey andy this is jared mayo <laughs>
0: not only were you talking on your phone but i was recording from the phone to the phone <laughs> so it was always oh, great it was great. <laughs>
1: Uh okay, you want to do some uh, one shots? Do we have time? You got time? Yeah, we'll probably make these a little faster though cuz we've been recording for almost 2 hours. I know. All right. I let's... I thought this episode was going to be like our shortest one ever. <laughs>
0: we got four w- number ones that we're going to talk about uh it's going to be amazing spider-man number one electro number one cyclops number one and original sin number one
1: which one you would oh, start with start at the beginning amazing spider-man
0: all right your guy all right you got you got notes on these or what
1: yeah i just have like little blurbs nothing too long all right do it man uh, for me, Spider-Man number one, I put it was a, a really good jumping on point. Like, I thought it was a good spot for a casual Spider-Man moviegoer to walk in, see Amazing Spider-Man number one, pick it up, and understand what's going on. But I thought it had enough continuity in it that I wasn't being talked down to and I could get it. I thought um, Ramos's art was really toned down. It wasn't his usual over dramatic. So I really liked the art. Um... I like the story. I like I like the story with, with Peter trying to get readjusted to everything. Um, you know how how that's going to work with Doc Ock's girlfriend and all that stuff. Um, I like the backup stories with Black Cat and Kane as well.
0: Okay, cool. Um I was totally put all put <laughs> off right away. <laughs> right away. Because right. it said in the intro page that the spider that bit him was an insect. Did you and catch? Not. Did you catch that?
1: I, I don't think I even read the intro page.
0: <laughs> does does Dan Slot not know that a spider is not an insect? <laughs> this okay. I know this is not a big deal, but if this is a third person omniscient narrator, <laughs> then I can't believe anything he's saying because he's wrong. <laughs> A spider is not an insect.
1: Well, I don't think it's just Dan Slot. There are editors.
0: Well, it ah, terrible. That that bothered <laughs> me. That colored the whole book to me. Oh, Andy. <laughs> uh, I didn't think. I thought it was weird that the intro had nothing to do with the rest of the book. Um, it had Electro in it, you know, because of the movie. Um, Spider Man webbing up his undies, uh, and then I, all of a sudden everything's cool with the Avengers and May and Jay now. I would mean, like it's just like he he did this whole Superior Spider Man where he's like ruining his life and everything, and you know it's like how will we recover from this? This is crazy. Oh well, you know, just apologize and you're good to go. And then Anna Marie <laughs> knows that he's Spider Man. I mean, is this she knew the freckles. That that was terrible.
1: He has three freckles under his belly button. I don't
0: I didn't like that. I didn't like it. The art was good, but I, I didn't like it. It was it I liked Superior Spider-Man number thirty one way better. What does that say? Mm-hmm. Slot didn't even write that. Gage wrote that. <sighs> I was so excited to see Peter again in that issue. And I was really ramped up for this. And I was reading it in bed. And Jackie was reading her book. And all of a sudden I'm like, what? And she's like, what? And I was like, These- she said that the spider was an insect. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay.
1: Kind of my reaction too. <laughs> uh,
0: dumb. Okay, all right. I, I, he needs to get off this book for me to enjoy it. I have to... I have to. There's no way I can get my Spidey fix. Goodness.
1: What? He, a, what? A, huh? What? Huh?
0: Hmm.
1: I didn't hear what you said.
0: Peter Parker's not Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe anymore. So, and now the Peter Parker that I like, he's a he's a moron.
1: <laughs> he's so a om- schlummiel. The uh, omniscient narrator is a moron, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, he is. Yes. Alright, I'm done with this book.
1: What did you think of the backup stories?
0: I um, I read the one with Electro. Which, you know, they had that because of the movie. And I read the one with the black cat. Which, that is interesting. I want to see how that plays out.
1: I Yeah, she was kind of mad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't get to read the other ones, but I'll, I'll read them. Okay. Yeah.
1: Alright, Electro number one. Talk to me.
0: Okay surprisingly i really like this book um i love the art by del mundo i thought that was great i love the idea of the character the matchmaker who like takes the contracts and gives them to the contract killers but takes a little off the top um i love the fact that matt moving away from new york really affects other characters and other books um i thought zeb wells was going to write this did you think that
1: yeah, it was changed. Uh, I, I want to say I read an article about why it was changed. It was kind of last minute. Oh,
0: Well, that's a bummer because I was really looking forward to him. I like him. I know that people are either hot or cold on him, but I like him. Um, it seemed like the story changed halfway through, like exactly. Oh, half, it's, so it was like two stories. Um, I like that we're seeing Bullseye again. Um, I like that it seems like it could be an, a longer story so she's after this guy the cape crow and then or the crow cape i don't know what he's called um but she didn't meet him in this first issue at all in fact somebody else is in her way so i'll see where it goes i'm really liking these these solo titles that they have i'm I'm really enjoying them
1: yeah some of them have been really good and others have been kind of eh yeah that's true i think this one is definitely one of the better ones this the cover is really what got me. I thought the cover was just like should be in a museum. It was so cool.
0: It was cool. It reminded me of jock, uh, a couple jock covers with the you know the one with the Joker that's all yeah. I, bats made of bats.
1: Yeah, some of jock stuff is it's just off the wall, you know. Yeah. And uh, but I, yeah, I love the series. I thought it was good it made i like that it made sense it made sense for electra's character she's an assassin she's looking for a job that's not in new york city she's looking to move on because daredevil has affected her it, it all of this makes sense it's not just well we've got a, a series by herself we need a new status quo let's say that now she's you know going undercover in miami like that wouldn't make sense for electra right right so I, th- it was really good I i'm surprised it. that you like this one I mean, it, it was her character, you know? That's who she is. Yeah. That's, I I think that's part of why, you know, I like Black Widow. I like the Magneto title. That, that's who those characters are. And, and for so long, they've tried to pigeonhole them, like, no, we're going to make Magneto the good guy. He's playing the part of the saint and trying to make Cyclops accountable. That's just not Magneto. That's yeah. not him. And Black Widow isn't the you know, the girl in the background that is only an espionage spy um, that talks about what happened in Budapest. That's not her. This is who she is. She's this mercenary assassin that does black ops and has a very, very rough past. Do you think,
0: like, to me there seems like there's a lot of solo titles that there weren't before. Are they cutting back on the team books or are they just publishing more?
1: I think it's part of the whole Marvel now and with Axel Alonso, it's just it's just a different regime. I mean, the regime has changed. You know, you can look at the books and know that these are not Joe Casada books.
0: Right, but are they putting out more, or are they just canceling like uh, group books, team books that I never read before?
1: I think that'd be a good comparison. Like if we looked at the solicits from 2010, you know, or 2009, you know, let's go five years just look at the solicits and see what titles are out there. We should do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, that, no, that might be a good Huh.
1: That could be an article coming to marvel616politics.com.
0: Well, you know, you know what maybe would you know when they run their events, they everybody had their own, oh well, Spider-Man's three-issue series on fear itself and such and such three-issue series on fear itself, you know? Mhm. They're kind of doing that with Original Sin, I guess. I don't really know. Um I think they're doing the point ones, point twos and stuff like that. But maybe they're taking those ancillary titles that would be tying uh, little series and making these solo titles.
1: I think I mean I see your point, but I think with the amount of point ones, point one two, point whatever junk they're putting out there, I think it's still just the amount, the number. There's still such a sheer amount of books. Huh. Okay. Alright. I don't know we I'm gonna look at the solicits I'll well,
0: you know what the the two tower or not two towers, but the dark tower <laughs> stuff and everything, and the uh, Wizard of Oz and stuff they're not putting those out, yeah, so maybe that's right. where they're getting it they're maybe they're just doing more six one six and not more books total
1: and trying to throw something on the wall that's not gonna that's gonna stick and not get cancelled after you know eight issues and become a mini series,
0: you know though I think that they're doing these solo titles and they don't really care if they get canceled after like 12 or 13 because there's so many characters why do you say that well just because some of these have to fail and they know it and so they might as well they might as well explore the entire marvel universe you know instead of having like five deadpool books let's try ones that you know people are gonna buy and like, maybe their buying habits aren't what I am expecting, but let's say most people go in and they say, well, I got, I have money to buy five comics, you know? And so, okay, well, let's see what's on the shelf. I'll buy this, I'll buy this, I'll buy this. So they're going to get the money anyway. But the lower ones are the ones that get canceled, but they still have the same number of books and they're same, still buying somewhere. I mean, who goes in and says, okay, well, I have money to buy five comics, but, uh I'm only going to buy four because I don't read this title. I mean, do, do people do that?
1: Well, I think I think they probably do because of the financial situation with every book costing $4.
0: Well, right. But let's say it's – so th- they're going to save – okay.
1: All right. Maybe. I, I, I mean because I hadn't thought about that until, until you were speaking and you're like somebody goes in with enough money to buy five comics. I'm like, all right, five comics times four bucks throw in tax, they have to have $25 almost to get those five comics.
0: Right, but let's say it's not five, let's say it's three, let's say it's two, and they have the money to buy a prescribed amount. Are they going to walk out with less books if it's not interesting, or are they going to try something and spend the same amount of money?
1: I think they're probably going to stick to what they're used to. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I would. You know, if I'm a, if I'm a high school kid, and I'm working off an allowance or working fast food, you know, my income is very much limited, and I can continue on with the characters that I've read, you know, for the past couple years, because they're on TV or the movies, you know, I'm, whether it's Incredible Hulk or New Avengers or whatever, because they're four bucks each, or I could maybe spend $4 on Electra, but there's a huge question mark on Electra. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a different game than we were into when we were in high school and junior high, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess when I was back then, I went in and I said, what can I afford of Spider-Man, I guess? Mm-hmm. So, if I saw, you know, I never could afford Team Up or Ultimate Team Up, so I, Ultimate Spider-Man... Uh, Peter Parker, Amazing, Tangled Web. That was it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess I always got that, and I never really branched out. But then when they canceled Tangled Web, you know, then do I go and spend that money on something else, or do I? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what, I think that's what I did. I think I started spending it on Ultimate X Men, you know. So I was like, okay. oh well, they they didn't can they canceled this, so I have this money anyway. Why don't they just spend it?
1: Okay. No. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Listeners, what do you think?
1: But I I see when when I got into comic books, they were a buck each. A yeah. buck twenty five. So I got five bucks from mowing the Yard. That got me four bucks. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you know, today that gets me one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's so different. So different. And I think we as grow pseudo grown ups now, because I'm not fully one yet. We still have that impression. So when, you know, when kids want something for five bucks, I'm like, oh my gosh, you could get so much for five bucks when I was younger. Now I can get half of a Marvel Universe figure.
0: Yeah. My grandmother always tells me that, like, when I was a kid, she's like, oh, here's a dollar. And my response was, a dollar. What can you get for a dollar?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What can you get? Nothing. Nothing. A gumball. I used to go skating all day. You'd pay a dime and you just skate all day. You can't even park
0: for a dollar now. Do they even make dimes? You know. <laughs> Alright, uh Cyclops number one. Um I really had no idea that his dad, the plane crash, was an alien abduction. Is that true? Yeah. I had no idea. That's the first I heard that.
1: Yeah, that's how Corsair got up there. I they wondered. made it explode, but they secretly teleported him and his mom, Kate.
0: Oh, okay, well, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> I couldn't believe that it had only been a few weeks since he came and joined the Xavier School.
1: Uh, did that stick out to you? No, that was good, because if you look at... The, that's what I liked about Amazing Spider-Man number one. It said 13 years ago.
0: Oh, I, yeah, it did give a date. Yeah, you're right. So that would mean that he's 28 that's, he's done a lot that is nuts so but i'm glad it you know it saddens me because now i'm older than my my hero but other than that so uh anyway um so it only been a few weeks so that means that like all of battle on the atom and everything had been like a few days like a few days ago basically um I like that we're seeing the inner workings of a younger Scott, um, but this story seems lacking. And it also doesn't seem gritty enough for Rucka at all. It seems like almost happy-go-lucky, which is crazy for for Rucka. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the idea that it could go anywhere and that it's a father-and-son tale. Um, And I like that it said that he was 16. So it's good to know.
1: I thought this sucked. (laughs) Okay. All right. I gave it a chance. I was like, because, you know, I don't like the originals. But I thought I'd, I'd give it a chance. And I was like, oh, cool. There's Hepzibah. There's Choad and Raza. Like, it's all the Starjammers. Awesome. And by the end of the issue, they took away everybody away that was interesting. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be like Cyclops and the Starjammers and not just Cyclops and his dad on a ship without the cool people. Yeah. Um, like, man, that stinks. <laughs>
0: You cracked me up. I I actually didn't really enjoy this book all that much. I really thought I was going to because of Rucka. I like his stuff. But I didn't like it that much.
1: Yeah, I I don't think it's... I don't know. I can't see this one lasting super long. Well, you know, he's a talented writer.
0: And so if it goes somewhere where they do actually get into a bunch of... Like a, a mess and really have to face stuff, but this father-son thing that just it just seems so happy doesn't really seem like his kind of book at all. So, I don't know. Yeah. It, it might get canceled because he's stepping out and doing something different. And it's actually weird to see him writing because he was so angry about Punisher being taken away, he said he wasn't going to write for, for Marvel anymore. <laughs> so, they, a, if you remember, they two years ago, they took away punisher and put him on the thunderbolts
1: yeah this could maybe be why he's on this one is because this young cyclops is basically a blank slate character these space characters i mean they brought corsair back from the dead haven't said how so there's a lot of blank slate there they're not dealing with a lot of continuity with it And they're going to be going on space adventures and meeting... They could meet... Every every issue could be new characters and new universes that they're meeting. So maybe that's why Rucka agreed to do this. Like, I'm going to need my own title to do whatever I want to do.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it seems like they could get Sam Humphreys to do this one.
1: Maybe he'll come in after Rucka gets moved.
0: (laughs) Maybe. That
1: would stink. All right, Original Sin. Go for it. I thought it was a good setup issue. I thought uh, Diodato's art was perfect for this because it's dark and gritty. And uh, this is a dark and gritty undercover series. Uh, I thought it was sweet that Nick Fury's in it and he's putting the teams together with these odd pairings of characters. So um, that definitely kind of piqued my interest because it's not the... it's it's In many ways, it's some of the same characters, but they're all scrambled up. And I've not seen some of these interactions before.
0: Right. It uh, is kind of weird that uh, they're all together like that.
1: Yeah, like, oh, Gamora and Moon Knight. I never would have called that, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I know. And I don't know who did it. Like, I want to know how these the Mindless Ones factor into this and all this stuff. So I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. I liked it. Especially...
0: I I thought it was written very much like Thanos rising, um, which isn't bad. It's just, and in both of them were Jason Aaron. It's just got a lot of narration in the, in the the front end. Uh, it was great to see Nick Fury again. Um, I love the spacesuits on everyone (laughs) when they're standing over, uh, the watcher's body. That was pretty cool. Diodato's (laughs) art is fantastic. Um, the watcher's body was pretty gruesome. Yeah. Like a lot of blood. (laughs) um, I thought that the characterization for Cap and Wolverine were like spot on. Maybe not Black Widow, but I think that people are going to have an easier time writing Cap now that the movie's out, especially Winter Soldier. Like, even though they, the comic books have defined who he is, seeing it firsthand, somebody portray it, and and imagining that person saying the words, Mm -hmm. I think that's really going to make it easier for everybody. And I think Aaron did a great job with it. Um, I wrote I had notes on this very strange team: Punisher, Doc Strange, Moon Knight, Emma, Gamora, Ant Man. It's just it's it's a weird weird cast, but I'm happy to see them all. Um, except for Ant Man, I could really care less about Scott Skyline.
1: Um, be seeing a lot more of him. <laughs>
0: why? What makes you say that? Because his movie. Oh yeah 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 no you're right you're right. Um okay so I thought that this was very interesting theme of knowing like finally not knowing right from wrong but finally understanding and becoming sentient of knowing what wrong is like these mindless ones because that's exactly what happened in the garden of eden like um when satan or the serpent tempts eve he said he tempted her by saying you will become like god knowing right and wrong because they already knew right but they didn't know that there was a difference. And so when she ate it, they knew wrong. And so these mindless ones are saying, oh, we're, we're changing. We, we, we shouldn't have done that. Now we know. And I think they even said they know what sin is. And um, I think it's a, a very, very interesting concept. Just um, sin has changed mankind because in most, uh, you know, social mores and culture doesn't necessarily define right and wrong. Um, we have a conscious conscience that we, uh, that we talk about and, you know, it's people trying to push it down and everything, but we have a conscience and that is what helps us define right and wrong. Oh, I shouldn't have done that or I feel guilty, but even kids feel guilty before they even know what the rules are. So this is like, we're, we're witnessing the birth of a conscience in the mindless ones, and I would, thought it was an interesting tool, character, to use to, to show that. Because it was like a clean slate. Just like robots, basically. Biological robots. So uh, I'm really interested to see where this goes.
1: Me too. I agree with everything you said. I, I thought it was interesting the first page started for the wages of sin is death. Like, hmm, where are we going with this? <laughs> yeah,
0: right, right. Right. Um, who who has the eye, and what do you think they're going to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a
1: guess? No. I was trying to look at the character. I was like, red outfit with white gloves. Is it Star Fox? Who is it?
0: <laughs> My guess is Nitro and
1: Arcade. Those are who those look like. <laughs> I thought Nitro too, but I thought that he kind of already got his event.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's not them. It's not them (laughs) at all. I just, that's who I was like, is that Nitro in Arcade? That's crazy.
1: Do you think it's a villain or a hero?
0: Oh, so now that's an interesting question. I don't, I don't know. I didn't even think about the hero, even though they mentioned it several times. What do you think they're
1: going to try to do with the eyes? I think the eyes are going to expose all those secrets and that's going to... Have ripple effects, and and that's why we're gonna read about you know the Hulk thing and the, right. the thing and Johnny Storm and all that stuff.
0: Right, I, and to me that's way more interesting than than just revealing everybody's secrets. I I, I didn't put two and two together like that and, until I read this. I was like, oh, now I see everybody's going to they're gonna they're gonna find this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was neat. I I I am. I am on board, and I didn't think I was necessarily going to be.
1: Yeah, what is this, eight issues? Yep. So that that's that's going to be the challenge, is make these eight issues worth their while. You know, not have... Like, what's going to happen in issues two through seven? I think they can well, do it. Well, yeah, I hope they can. I mean, because, like, I love Secret Evasion so much, but it didn't have to be that long. Some right. of those issues in the middle were filler. <clears throat> But with Civil War, I was like, go another five, you know.
0: <laughs> I um, I actually felt the the complete opposite. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, I I I like that Aaron's writing this, and um, I really like Bendis' stuff, but I think him plotting events is more is better than him, uh, writing events, yeah. um, the dialogue. So I'm glad that Aaron is is doing this. Um, and I assume he's he's plotting it, too. I mean, I I assume this was talked about in the retreat, but, you know, he's the main plotter on it.
1: Oh, and for all those wondering, Ron Lim is the one that did art on Venom Death Trap. The Ball. Oh,
0: phew, thank goodness. Now I, now I can sleep easy. <laughs> uh, anything else before we uh, give out our contact info?
1: I think we are good to wrap up
0: absolutely all right well you can visit our website at marvel616politics.com and go to the forum slash forum press do it interact with me ask questions you don't just have to respond to something i put up ask your own questions start your own conversations this is great if you don't have a place to go if you can't keep up with facebook like me uh this is the place to be Um, email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com if you want us to read your email on the air and of course 616 politics on twitter
1: you can also look us up on facebook as andy already mentioned facebook.com slash marvel616politics you can give us a call leave us a message at 616-755-tina and you can also hit us up on instagram at marvel616politics And, of course, we're sponsored by dcbservice.com,
0: discount comic book service. Go there. Buy Original Sin. Pre-order your books for 40% off. Why would you not buy books if you can get them 40% cheaper? Goodness gracious. Do it, because I do it.
1: Make sure you pre-order Storm Number 1. Oh, yeah, you
0: no, yeah, yeah no, well, I, well, I'm going to do that.
1: Um, also, we're sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Um, for all your Office Depot needs um, at huge, crazy, nutso-slash-prices, uh, Community Retail Partnership. You can look them up on Facebook or at their website, crpsavings.com. And lastly, Michael Webb Solutions for all of your website needs whether it be redesign or something smaller or larger, look up michaelwebsolutions.com.
0: And that's it. So until next time, make yours Marvel 616 politics.
1: It was, I, I, are you, Are should you not say that?
0: I maybe shouldn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your job, not mine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We just talked about how we didn't remember who, or I didn't know who was listening.